What's up, guys? How you doing? How you doing? Um, so did you guys like that ad? <laughs> do you guys like that ad? I don't know. I think it's funny. Because, like, you can tell the difference between, like, the way I sounded in that ad and how I'm talking right now. Like, that's complete. Like, I'm so much, like, I'm so loose compared to what you just heard. But it's fine. <laughs> I'll get better at it. It's okay. But for real though, like, Anchor is fan-flippantastic. It is making this process so much easier than I thought it would ever be. Um, but yeah, you'll probably be seeing hopefully more of those in the future. Um, because it's just a new feature that I want to try to get into. And hopefully, you know, probably start making money off of this. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, the option is there. So I'm going to just do it. Because why the heck not? Um, but it did give me the option to put that on my other episodes. So I did that too. <laughs> um, but if you're a new listener listening to this welcome my name is Tariq Hall and um I kind of just sit here talk into my phone and rant for like an hour about something either like real life related or kind of dumb revolving me because most of the things I do are dumb but it's okay (laughs) but it's okay um there's like eight more of these so um if you're new you should go check them out I think, except for the first one, don't send the first one. But other than that, I think the rest of them are pretty good. Um, I'm doing well, doing well. I hope you guys are having a good Christmas break. I am on mine. I got on mine last Friday after taking my last final that day at 8 in the morning. Ooh. It's okay. We'll get into that. We'll get into that in just a second. But if you're listening to this on Anchor, and if you hear anything you like, hit the applause button and let me know that you support the podcast and the things that I'm saying. And if you are feeling a little bit cheeky, then you can leave me a voice message with your comments, concerns, or questions. And yeah, I think that's it for the intro. So, um... So the reason why this is a week late is A, because finals week. B, I was trying to decide whether to talk about the shooting that happened on Thanksgiving night at the Galleria. um, Or the recent um, NFL stuff with um, players getting caught with sexual, um, what's it called? Sexual harassment charges, those. And getting released from teams and all that stuff and related to Colin Kaepernick and blah blah blah. That's all I was really I was gonna I was gonna pick between those and then I just and then I'm just like, well, you know what would be more interesting? Talk about my first semester at college and not real life stuff. So I'm gonna do that instead. But before I do that, I will sum up how I feel about the NFL thing. And the gallery is shooting in two sentences. Okay? Number one, fuck the police. Number two, all men 
are angry dumbasses who can't keep their dick in their pants. That's all I got to say about that. <clears throat> yep. Alright, so... Let's get into my first semester of college. So... This first semester has... It's been interesting, to say the least. That's about as good as I can put it without being, like, harsh-harsh. It's It was interesting. It was definitely eye-opening. Because uh, a lot of things happened that I never expected would happen. I mean, because I'm not really sure what I expected, but I didn't expect any of this BS to happen. I'm just kidding. It, it wasn't. It wasn't all bad. Like academic wise, like it's fine. I have. I got straight B's. It was fine. It was just literally everything else. You know, like I said this before. You know, like me getting stressed out from my friends. Um, trying to figure out that balance between social life and my alone time and organizations that I'm involved in, that kind of stuff. Um, college is weird. <laughs> I know I said that a bunch in my last episode, but, um, yeah, things haven't changed. College is weird, bro. Like, there's no, like, there's no other word to describe it. It's just weird. The way it works, the way it feels, it's not all a bad weird. It's just different. Which is probably a word you're going to hear me, well, not a word, a phrase. That you're probably going to hear me say a lot. It's just different. Different doesn't always mean bad. Thing is just different. For example, I... Love the simplicity of high school compared to college. I probably said this in a uh, past episode, but I'm going to say it again. Um, you know, in high school, you are given everything on a silver platter. You are told what to do every single day. You have that class every single day. And you know when everything's due because it's pounded into your skin. You might not do it. But you know that it's due. In college, everything's just kind of thrown into your face. And be like, hey, here's my five-page syllabus with how you're going to be graded. And when everything's due, go. And that kind of brings me into my first topic, which was suggested by my friends. Because I asked them. Because I can come up with all this shit myself. So I asked them, hey, what is one thing you learned about college? And this first topic is the one that I chose from them. Um, quote, college is a lie and lures you into a false sense of security. Um, that is the exact quote that my friend said in the group chat. And I'm going to go off of that. Um, so basically, it's like the false sense of security part is at orientation. You are told that. You're basically given a whole rundown of how things are going to be, and they make it seem like it's not that bad. They make it seem like, oh, you know, like, you're not going to have homework every day. You don't have a class every day. You're going to have a crap ton of free time. You can do whatever you want kind of thing. And, you know, school isn't going to be that bad as long as you work hard. 
you'll be fine. That's a bold-faced lie. <laughs> that is a straight-up lie. Um, you were given literally everything thrown in your face and expected to catch it, not drop anything, and then sprint. That's that's as best as I can describe it. Because you are given assignments or things to do. And you have a due date for them. But in between when you're given that assignment and a date that it's due. You get like three other things to do. And it was bad enough in high school. When teachers would give out assignments like you didn't have other classes. In college, they really gave out assignments like you don't have other classes. And they expect you to complete it all in a timely fashion. And not complain about it. Because that's just how professors are. Professors will treat you like you are garbage. Like, to you, like, to them, you are a number. Literally, only a number, that's it. Sometimes not even a number. Sometimes you're just a body that fills space in their classroom and nothing more. Professors do not give a fuck about you. Unless you, you have to, re- you have to reach out to the professor. They won't reach out to you at all. That's not the way it works. The teachers don't care if you fail or succeed because they're getting paid either way and they most likely can't get fired. So, the deck is stacked against you, especially if you have a really, really hard major. Um, because if you have a complicated major, like most of my friends do, called biomedical sciences... Where you have to take a lab and calculus for your first semester. Plus like another 16 hours added on to that. You have a strict path that you have to follow. Or you're going to be in college for like 6 years. And you have to pass everything with at least a C. And sometimes that's just not going to happen. Like most of the grade requirements to pass the class is a C. And sometimes that's just not possible. Like most of my friends had a low C or just flat out failed Cal. As far as I'm aware. Like they either dropped Cal, failed Cal, or had a C barely. Same thing with chemistry. (laughs) It's not... And like, and that's just one class, or like one or two classes. They had like four of the classes with that. They had, like, most of my friends are in honors, so they had an honors seminar, which most of them complained about. They had, uh, English one on one, which is uh like the first college level English class that's not remedial. And, like, one other class that I had to take to fill up. Um, stuff to uh, graduation requirements, those things. So, like, with all that going against them, like, I don't have to deal with it. I'm, I'm a business major. But with all that stuff going against them, and the way they explained it at orientation, like, there is, like, there are things to help you, sure, on campus. There are resources that you can use, but not everyone has time. Or not everyone can make time to do that. Especially because we're freshmen. Like, you might tell us that 
there are resources that that we can use that that can help us. But like by the time we get adjusted onto campus, it'll be too late by that point. And that's what hit a lot of my friends in the face this first semester of college is that they didn't know immediately, and neither did I, how to balance when to do schoolwork, when to study, and when to hang out with friends. Because most of us, we were not, not even most of us, all of us, we were all with each other for so much the first month and a half. And the last half of the semester, we're all, like, we still hung out a decent amount, but compared to the first month and a half, we were like, it was like a, the switch flipped, and everyone started realizing, hey, I'm failing everything, I need to study. So, but by that point, you gotta, like, pull a 180 to flip around your grades and save your GPA. So, it... That kind of stuff can be hard, especially if you have really bad anxiety and you get stressed or you get stressed out easily about things like that, that false insecurity where you think, oh, everything's just going to be fine. School is not going to be that hard as, not, as long as you work on it. Even if you work on it, even if you study, you still might bomb everything. That's just kind of how it is. And, like, with you taking a couple months, because it's gonna, it took, be, takes people a couple months to adjust to college, your GPA is gonna be, GPA is gonna tank, and you just gotta hope you can build it up throughout uh, the next years of college. But it's not gonna get any easier from your first semester of college, because everyone, every upperclassman that I know since your first semester of college is the easiest one. And it's already getting kind of dumb. So it so it's just that kind of thing can make you. What I'm trying to say, like that kind of thing can make you, I guess, like they can put pressure on you that you didn't really need or like want, but it's there now, and you kind of. You kind of just have to push through it, and not everyone can. Some people fall through under the pressure um, to succeed because, you know, like, this is, like, grades might have mattered in high school, kind of, but you didn't have to pay for everything, necessarily. It's different now in college because, it, like, it's a different kind of pressure because you know that for you to potentially make a living you have to do good in these classes because you're paying for everything or someone is paying for everything because most of the people i know have scholarships but like they still gotta pay for stuff like i don't know any people that have their tuition paid for it completely by scholarships alone i don't um if i did i would ask them how <laughs> But I don't. So. It just puts unnecessary pressure. And not everyone can handle it. Um, so yeah. That's the first thing. That I wanted to cover. Second thing. 
I have it written down here. Differences between real friends and good friends. Now, like I said earlier, academic stuff, academics when it comes to college, so far for me, has been fine. It's been everything else, and by everything else, I mean social life. That's, that's the thing that's been getting to me, you know? Because if you listen to my la my last episode when I got back from Thanksgiving break, I literally said that I am tired of my friend group. That's what I said. Because I got so stressed out and just burnt out from people that I just wanted to go away and put myself into a fetal position in a corner and not talk to anyone for a month. That's what I wanted to do. I didn't do it. I came close. I started isolating myself a lot more because that break just really, I mean, not the break, but like leading up to the break really stressed me out for no reason. And I normally don't get stressed or flustered. I'm normally always calm, cool, and collected under most circumstances and I'm very relaxed you know I don't really care about anything but when I do get flustered it gets bad because like when I get flustered I really get flustered and I panic it really happens but when it happens it happens to an extreme and I it's not good but I'm not gonna sit up here and say that um Good friends are fake friends. I'm not going to say that. It's just that sometimes, you know, there's a saying, um, it's called the perfect is the enemy of the good. Um, and that applies to literally everything, including friends. Um, the difference that I've learned anyway for me, the difference is different for everybody, obviously, because everyone has different preferences when it comes to the friend group. But for me, when it comes to friends, the difference between real friends and good friends is the way that I communicate with my with my friend group. Like the people that I consider my inner circle from high school and now is that I have, like, a cruel, I guess, or dark sense of humor. Um, and most of my friends do as well, to a certain extent. Uh, but my real friends, quote-unquote real friends, you know, inner circle, people that I can, that I'm ride or die for, which isn't that many. I can cut on my hand. But the people that I'm ride or die for, they know who they are. I can say literally anything to them at any point in time, no matter the situation, and they won't get mad at me, and if it's funny, they will laugh. Even if it's about them, they will laugh. Um, and I had to find out the hard way that, you know, some people just are too sensitive. Well, okay, I'm not going to say sensitive, but... It's just, it's, it's something, like, okay. I don't like people 
they're they're the type of people that will make a joke if it hasn't happened to them and as soon as it happens to them like as soon as something uh happens to them and then a joke is, then a joke is made about them they become like the most defensive people of all time because like those kind of people just seem like they follow the leader type people like bandwagon type people um i'll give you a story of how i figured out this difference so i have this so i had this friend and we were pretty close we had some good conversations before and you know we we, we told each other things you know um, about our family about our past stuff like that um so we were comfortable talking to each other about about deep things so, uh, my friend, she, oh, my former friend, she's a girl, um, she met this dude, and the dude gave her an, an elevator pitch, which basically, an elevator pitch is when you quickly describe yourself to someone in a certain amount of time, um, that's the elevator pitch, quote-unquote, but when it comes to, like, flirting, it's basically like, hey, can I get your Snapchat? kind of thing, and if you're cute, you can pull it off, if you're ugly, that's an awkward conversation, my guy, <laughs> that's just the way it is, so, um, she got, this dude gave her the, the elevator pitch, and she gave him his Instagram, because he was cute, and you know, when you're cute, you can do whatever the fuck you want, and it's considered flirting, to an extent, but it's considered flirting, so, she told me, um, I, like, when I first started talking, that he didn't want to hang out in public, per se. He just wanted her to come up to her room and chill in his room. And as soon as she told me that, I'm like, okay, time out. That's a red flag. He doesn't want to hang out with you in public. He wants you to come straight up to his dorm. Because we live in the same building. He's only like a couple of floors away. So. But my thing is. It's kind of fast. To go into someone's dorm already. Like you just started talking. And you're DMing each other on Instagram. That's kind of fast. That's a red flag. And that told me immediately. All he wants to do is fuck. Because that's what most guys want to do. Is fuck. But she doesn't listen to me, and, um, you know, like, a couple weeks go by, and, um, they, they keep talking, and stuff, something happens, they stop talking for a while, then they talk, then they talk again, and then eventually we get to, like, two weeks ago, and, um, by this point, two weeks ago, by this point, uh, she's already been up to the storm a couple of times. They didn't do anything. They just watched movies and cuddle and all that, and all that uh, couple of shit. Um, they didn't do anything sexually to this point, but um, all they did was just cuddle. So this time, however, you know, like it was like this day, it was just a normal like cuddling session, I guess, or whatever. And the dude decides to try to touch her um in places 
and she stops him because she doesn't want to do that, and she says no. She did not give the consent. Consent was not given, and the dude is a dumbass and tries to do it again when she just said no, consent is not given. Consent cannot be made today. And he tries again to touch her in places. And then she walks out the door like she should have. She tells me, and I'm like, well, making sure she's okay. And I'm like, I told you so. <laughs> because that's the kind of person I am. Like, a lot of people are like that. Like, they'll make sure you're okay, like I did. And then be like, I told you so. Because I did. I knew from the beginning that all he wanted to do was fuck. But she's so oblivious to everything. And because, you know, the guy was cute, so I couldn't have possibly been right. Because he's cute, you can get away with anything you want. She just kind of accepted and be like, okay, fine. You got me there. So, like... A day or two, I think, after that, we were eating in the cafeteria, me and her and, and uh, someone else who lives on my floor, and um, I saw an opportunity to make a joke about it, okay? Now, this is where you can, like, say that I fucked up. I'm not sure if I did. I'm going to leave that up to you guys. I'm not sure if I did. Um, but I saw the opportunity. I forgot exactly what was said, but the opportunity came up for me to make a joke about it, and I didn't even make, like, a serious joke about it. I literally just said, like, oh, like, like, oh, like the, like the guy, um, I don't know his name, I called him Brownie Guy, because they made brownies, so, like, oh, like, Brownie Guy, um, like, that's what I said, I forgot what, I forgot what the setup to that was, I didn't say it, someone else said something, and I just saw the opportunity, so I took it and made a joke about it. And from that point, she got super defensive about it. And, like, said that, you know, like, that's not cool. I don't want you to, to say that again. And I said, okay. Like, in a joking manner, but I did say okay. Here's the thing, though. I never apologized for it. Until this still happened. And I won't. Um... But yeah, I didn't apologize for that because it didn't feel like I had to. Like all you like all you had to do was just say like, "Hey, that's not cool." Um, like why did you say it like that when all I did was make a harmless joke. I wasn't being serious. It was like how people joke about committing suicide all the time. Like because I've told her things about me when it comes to that. And she still made sure to spell that in front of my face. When stuff very recently has happened to me about suicide. So, if she can do that to me and I can take it, then my perspective of it is I should be able to make a harmless joke about Brownie Guy and it'd be fine over and done with because it's just like like it's the same like the like the 
I guess a lot of the jokiness is the is the same is on the same level. Because I could have been the same way every time she says that like oh I want to hang myself or I want to throw myself on the balcony or some shit like that. I could I could get the same way that she got, but then we wouldn't be friends like we are right now. Um, so I didn't apologize, and everything. She got super defensive about it, um, and everything. And I said okay. So we get back to our dorms, and then she sends me a long ass paragraph on Snapchat, basically saying like. Uh, I don't get it, and uh, I don't want you to talk to me anymore, kind of thing. And I'm just sitting here, and I'm kind of, I started laughing, because that conversation told me all I need to know. And for me, that's the difference between real friends and just good friends. Um, because if it was anyone in my inner circle, and that would have that made that joke too. Like they would have, like they, like it would have been fine. Everything would have been fine. And it's not like I, like I just met this girl semester, like this semester. But I've also met other people this semester that I'm about the same or was the same like closeness with, like as far as like relationship goes. And they've been through a lot worse than her, and they would have been fine if I would have said that, or something even worse than that. So, my thing with that situation is that if it was anybody else in that situation with Brownie Guy, for example, her roommate, if it was her roommate and I made that joke, she would have laughed. But because it was her, she got all defensive about it. And broke up their friendship. After that one thing, that meant nothing. Like, I didn't mean anything by that joke. The joke meant nothing. I just said it to say it. And because I didn't apologize for it. And, like, me not apologizing for it automatically meant that I didn't, quote-unquote, get it. When I do, like, I know that it's serious. I know that you could have gotten hurt. And if you did get hurt, I wouldn't have said anything about it. But you didn't get hurt, so I so I just kind of said, "Hey, that's a f- like that. This is a perfect time to say something about it because it's funny. Because I think the situation is funny because I told her so. But you know, I don't know. I'm an idiot. Like I said, most of the things I do are stupid, so it's fine. Um, but like other than that, you know, I've learned." That, um, as much as I get to know with people and everything, the people that I consider in my inner circle, I can always, I all, like, I'll always want to be around them, even when I don't feel like dealing with people. I want, I will want to be around them and just talk to them about certain things and just let things kind of flow, flow out. I can't do that with all my friends in my in my friend group. I can't do that. I just can't. Like some of my friends, I just need to. I have to take in in doses, and so the doses are like very subject dependent doses. Cause 
it's like, like we're friends and everything. But I'll say this, if we didn't go to the same high school, I wouldn't hang out with you kind of thing. That's kind of how I feel about some people that I could like that I consider friends is just the way that they are when it comes to certain situations is it can get very very touchy you know because strong opinions strong vibes all that stuff when it comes to certain subjects and just the way that they act it makes it like it forces me to handle them in doses and I don't really like that. I don't really like having to monitor how much I'm with someone. Because that causes me to think. And I don't like thinking. I just like doing stuff. I like. I don't want to be in a situation where... I've been around someone so much... That... I've figured out why I don't want to be with them. And that's what happened to me this semester. Like, some of my friends that I've known for years, some of them I've met this semester, some of them I've known for years, I've been around them long enough to the point where I figured out, hey, I figured out the reason why I don't want to hang out with you as much. I don't want to find that out about people. I really don't. I want everything just to be perfectly fine so, don't ha- so I don't have to monitor when I can and can't hang out with you. That's just weird. But I have to do that with some people. And I don't like doing that. Because. I already single out specific people anyway. For. For me to hang out with. I already single. Let me backtrack here. I already single out. Who I want to hang out with. Most of the time. I don't want to think about. What if this person shows up. I have to completely change my attitude and change the way that I'm acting, change my vocabulary to a certain extent of like what I can and can't say. I don't want to do that, but I've had to do that this semester with people that I thought were part of my inner circle, but as the semester went on and as you get to know people, things kind of turn and they turn from inner circle to just good friends who you don't mind losing. If that were to ha- if that were to happen, and that's just kind of the way it is. Like it really be like that sometimes when it comes to college. Um, finding, and then finding friends too. Finding friends is especially like if you're living on campus. Finding friends is your number one. Like fuck school for the first like week. Fuck like. Just fuck school. Okay? Find friends. That is the most important thing you can do. Because if you don't have friends of some sort, or at least acquaintances that you can talk to on a normal basis, you are going to want to walk into the ocean and never look back, and I'm not joking. As much as I've complained about my friends on this podcast, I cannot imagine a world where I didn't have any friends this first semester, I would not have made it. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because with as much free time as you have in college, if that space isn't filled up by something, you are going to be so miserable sitting in your dorm 
watching Netflix. Because there's only so many things on Netflix you can fucking watch before you get bored and want to die. Like, like, there's only so much studying you can do. There's only so much homework you can do. There's only so much Netflix you can watch on your couch. Or bed. You need to have some sort of friends. Whether that's friends that you find on campus, in class, you just meet them somewhere, you go to a party, something like that, or if you're part of an organization on campus. Some way or another, you have to make friends. And that leads into my third topic. How important getting involved on campus is. Getting involved on campus, if you live on campus, is vital. Because that will introduce you to how the campus works. It will introduce you to new resources, new people, different kinds of people. And hopefully it will give you... It'll get you friends. It'll get you connections, you know, networking. All that stuff. And it'll give you, like, a semblance of that you belong. Like, ingratiating yourself on campus is really important to figuring out who you are. Getting involved in different organizations on campus is very important to figuring out who you are as a person and what you need to do and how you need to do it in life. Um... It's not just it's not as simple as hey I want to join the debate team because I like debating. It's not it's not just it's not that like is is more to that than there is like on the surface. Is what I'm trying to say like it goes deeper than just hey I want to join this organization because I'm interested. It's more of I need something to fill my free time so I don't want to die 24-7 when all I'm doing is studying in my dorm. Because you can't, like, you would not want to do that. You would not want to be a homebody. Like, you like you are away from home. You have basically no rules on an open campus. You can do whatever you want, however you want. So come, So, whatever comes with that, is a crap ton of free time that you have to fill doing something. Like, obviously, there's going to be some days where it's just kind of dead and you're just chilling in your dorm, doing nothing. Like, those days will still happen. But those days can't be every day of the week. Because you will, like, you will want to walk into the ocean and never look back. I'm not kidding. It, so you got to find something, find an organization that's either, like, within your major or something that interests you, or something that you feel could help you grow as a person. For me, that is the gaming club, and I joined a fraternity. I joined the gaming club because, not necessarily for the gaming part, but for the managing part. I wanted to try and see how it was behind the scenes, you know, managing events running running the gaming club from behind the scenes that's what that's why i joined the gaming club not necessarily for the gaming don't me don't get me wrong i love video games i love playing video games video games are my life but i'm more interested in managing than playing at this very at this particular moment in time it might change depending on 
you know, how good I am or how good I get at a game. But at this moment in time, I am just interested in managing and running things from behind the scenes because that's what I want to do. I am a business major. This is what I want to do with my life. <laughs> and I joined the fraternity because it's something that I can shape because it's new. And I'm a founding father of it. It's something that I can choose the stigma on campus of how it's going to be. It's not going to have, I'm not going to be joining a fraternity that has a stigma of hazing or they drink a lot of alcohol, they party too much kind of thing. None of that. I get to choose how it's going to be received by everyone else on campus. And that's very, very empowering to me, in my opinion. And, um, it's a chance to, like the gaming club, build something up from the ground and watch something that that I basically started come to life and watch it blossom before my eyes. That's why I joined the fraternity and I'm getting involved in in the fraternity and in the gaming club as well. So my time is... Fill is is filling up pretty quickly, along with friends and school. I'm always gonna have something to at least think about doing. Whether I do it or not, it's up to me, obviously. But I have options to fill time. That's something that I feel like everyone should try to strive for. Because if I didn't have either of those, and I was annoyed with my friend group. I have no to I have no way to escape that except on my own. But you can only be on your own for so long before things get bored. You know, and you become complacent with boredom and studying. No one wants to become complacent with boredom and studying. Because it's also important to join other organizations for if you have a situation like mine where you get annoyed at your friend group because your friends sometimes are dumb and do stupid shit, you have other outlets to take your mind off of the people you normally hang out with and make new friends and have multiple friend groups. Sorry, that's my phone. My phone vibrated. But taking advantage of uh, organizations on campus will help you diversify yourself and it'll help you grow as a person. Um, yep, that's my opinion on that. That's another thing that I've learned in this semester. Last thing here, before we wrap up, thing number four. I only, I only got four. Um, these are the first four that popped into my head. Well, three after the first one that my friends suggested to me, but... There's a lot more that I've learned, but I don't want to sit here for three hours talking, so I only picked three. Um, but here's this fourth one. Um, how to deal with no sleep. Um, so in high school, you know, high school, I didn't really get that much sleep anyway, but the difference between high school and college was, I didn't get Talk about high school. So, me getting no sleep 
and staying up playing video games or watching YouTube meant nothing because I wasn't straining my brain trying to do work. I was just up entertaining myself because I didn't care about high school at all. In college, I was staying up either studying or with friends out my dorm. And the nights th and then the, the, the nights I was with my friends, you know, those kind of things, those days, those nights, you know, coming back to my dorm in the hours between 3 and 6 a.m. For no reason other than we just sat at another person, I just sat at another person's apartment or dorm for hours talking about bullshit, doing absolutely nothing. But we just kept, but we just sat there and did nothing for hours, basically, just hanging out, talking, bullshitting, all that stuff, getting zero kind of like actual work done. So I'm having to go back to my dorm and sleep for three hours before I have to wake up and go to class the next day. Like those nights happened a lot, and they happened during finals week. Twice. Um, luckily for me, though, only one of those days that I have an exam, but... Okay, I'll just give you an example. So, of, like, how you learn to deal with no sleep. Uh, this was my finals week. This is how it went. So, Sunday night, I was up till about 1 in the morning studying for my history exam that I knew nothing on because I didn't pay attention in that class ever because it was a lecture class and lecture classes are boring as hell. So it took me about four, five hours doing the study guide and then I looked over it on the way to the exam and I ended, the exam was at 10.45, I went to sleep at 1, I think I woke up at like 9, so, like, that's still a good, you know, you know, still got 8 hours and stuff, but I spent the 6 hours before I fell asleep working, so my brain was mentally tired, and when I woke up, I didn't want to move out of my bed. I was almost late to the exam because I just didn't want to move out of my bed. My alarm went up at 9, I went to the class at like 10.40, 5 minutes before the exam started, basically. Tuesday night, basically the same thing. I was up till about 1, 2 a.m., but my exam this time was at 8 a.m., and I didn't get all the study guide done for the exam before I fell asleep. So I woke up at 6 a.m. I got four hours of sleep. I woke up at 6 a.m. to finish the study guide for my exam at 8.30 in the morning on that Tuesday. Then I went and go, then I went, I studied right up until the exam basically. So I'm going for four hours of sleep and been up since 6 a.m. went to go take an 8.30 exam. 
And that was Tuesday. Now, luckily for me, I didn't have another exam until that Friday. But that Wednesday night, I had to take care of my friends who got wasted. So, I didn't go to sleep until about 4 a.m. on Wednesday night. Because my friends got wasted and I had to take care of them. And I think I woke up at like 9-ish. And really didn't move out of something on the floor. So I really, so I didn't move off of the floor basically until about 4 that Thursday. And then that Friday, I mean not, not that Friday, that Thursday night. I had to prepare for my last exam, which was that Friday at 8 a.m. And what happens that night, I'm with my friends at my friend's apartment, literally until 4 a.m., doing nothing but watching Vines. That's literally all the fuck we did. We didn't do any kind of work. Like, I, I like ordered pizza. Like, we we just sat there and did nothing for like six hours. And the only time I did actual work was when I finished my practice test for it. But I finished my practice test at 2.30 in the morning and then stayed there for another hour and a half doing nothing but watching vines. And I had an exam at 8 a.m., I got an hour and a half of sleep and took an exam at 8 in the morning. And I have straight B's. <laughs> because I got an 88 on my, uh, on my Tuesday final. I got a 97 on my Monday final. And I got a 77 on my Friday final. And I'm going to have straight B's for this first semester of college. And, like, the average amount of sleep is, like, what, four or five hours, maybe? That's the average, maybe? For for my exams? And that's a mission, like, and that's just, and that's just exam week. I haven't been getting sleep for the past month, basically, whether it's been studying for other tests or just bullshitting with my friends until 6 a.m., then I come back to my dorm. Like, 6 a.m. nights happen more often than than you think that it would for me, because it's not like I'm a party person for real, for real. Like, not unless I'm already drunk. I'm not really a party person like that. So... I'm not going out partying every night. I'm literally just hanging out bullshitting with my friends until 6 a.m. Like, most of the time. That's what it is. So you can imagine the lack of sleep and how it actually catches up with me because I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm not smoking or any of that shit. So I'm sober... Through all these 6 a.m. nights, you can imagine how it caught up with me eventually.
but you know you learn how to function with getting no sleep it's just something that you do if you have friends and you're a part of organizations and you try and you attempt to have a social life if you attempt to have a social life you're not getting any sleep if you don't have a social life you will get all the damn sleep in the world but you will be bored as hell so for me, I'd rather take the lack of sleep and somewhat have friends and a social life and stuff like that than have no sleep and be a bored bitch that studies every day. I don't want that in my life because I didn't study for most things. I didn't study for any of my classes for real and I, had, and I got straight B's. I don't want that to change. Like, if that's the formula... I will continue doing the fucking formula until the day I die. Because that's a formula that I can live with. Whew. Alright. Ooh. It's been 53 minutes.